0: Hello, welcome to Aegon Podcast Episode 4. Thank you for joining us today. Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you about a very cool product we have on our store, very affordable, very effective, and that is our toe separators. They come in various colors. If you haven't seen our Instagram post on toe separators, you can go and check them out uh, on Instagram at Aegon Supplements. Basically, what toe separators are are these little rubber things that you put on your toes to space out your toes, because a lot of shoes today scrunch up your toes, cause toe overlap, make it very uncomfortable for your toes and have toes piling up on each other. And toe separators uh, stretch your toes back out into their normal and natural shape. And toe separators help you get the foot shape back. That was natural to primal humans. So go on to agonsupplements.com after this podcast. Go and check them out. Very affordable, agonsupplements.com after this podcast. Today on the podcast, I've got a very, very interesting guest. We had a great conversation about a lot of stuff. We spoke about cricket. He's a, he's a very good cricketer. We spoke about new COVID, COVID vaccination that's coming out and also just some philosophy and religion, a very interesting conversation that I know you're going to enjoy. Thank you for joining us and let's get into the podcast. I don't know whether to call you Charon or Chaz. Charin. Charon. Charon. Mm. How do you say your last name? Disanaika. Right, I'm not even going to... Just say, this is uh, Char... Chaz dis. No,
1: this is Charon D.
0: Charon D. Yeah. I have to call you that the whole time. No.
1: Just, no.
0: <laughs> Chaz, welcome to the Agon podcast.
1: Thank you for having me, Kieran.
0: You're welcome. This is your first time on a podcast? It is, it just is. Just like Eric. Yeah. Did you listen to Eric sing?
1: I did, what, I did. What do you think? I think it's very interesting, and it was just really funny hearing Eric's uh, disappointment about his... um. His misadventure with pre-workout. Misadventure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what did you ha, have? You ever taken pre-workout? Have you actually no? Have you ever taken like energy drinks? They're, they're pretty much the same thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm scared to give Eric like a Powerade now. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> can't have caffeine. What's this thing you said you looked into with Eric with the cafe?
1: Oh yeah. So after I watched Eric's thing, oh listen, to Eric's thing actually. Um, I went online. I was like. Why does some? Why can't someone digest caffeine? And it's because he's um, he's in uh, he's, he can't like digest it probably because he doesn't have the enzyme that breaks down caffeine. So like I don't know. Eric's gonna have to start drinking tea or some shit before he, before he wakes up.
0: Can you is did did you, you research it enough to know if there's a way to like get more of the enzyme?
1: No, it was it? it was more like a a two minute thing. Then move on to the next. All oh, right. Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> But uh, do you remember the M's? Uh, I should probably look into this. Maybe we could uh, help Eric out, get him yeah. back on.
1: I mean, it was it was a lot of lot of numbers and letters. Okay. Not really a name. Yeah. Started with a C, I'm pretty sure.
0: Okay, so pretty hard to remember. Mm. Have your parents been vaccinated? For COVID? Yeah, have your parents been vaccinated? For COVID? For COVID.
1: I'm unaware. You're unaware? I don't think so. No, I'm going to say no.
0: Have they spoken about it at all?
1: No, my parents don't talk to me. I'm kidding, they talk to me. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs>
0: hey, what do, what do you think about... Because uh, this is just something I've I've been thinking about, like the last couple of because my my family's very closely linked with like the the Australian vaccine rollout.
1: See, the thing is, my family's not. <laughs> so uh, we're not thinking about it that no, much. No,
0: but what what do you think? Like obviously you you've probably got some some ideas, like, are you going to get it?
1: I don't think so. Why not? I don't know, like, it depends. If my parents tell me to get the COVID vaccine, I'm getting the COVID vaccine. But if I, like, if I'm not being forced to do something, I'm probably not going to do it. That's, so I'm too lazy.
0: No, listen, let's forget about your parents' influence, right? <laughs> okay. What do you actually, like, would you get the vaccine?
1: Yeah. I trust the system. Really? Yeah, with vaccines. Uh, a lot of people don't understand, like, the mechanics of a vaccine. That's why they don't get it. Explain to me. Uh, I can't explain it that well, but, like... Oh, I remember we did this paper back on it in year 8 or 7 for, for science. You remember that? No. Oh, year 9? Did you remember that? No. Oh, so basically, then they work by, um like, giving you a dead version of the virus. Mm-hmm. And then it lets your body, like... Get used to it and find out a way to kill it by itself, right? So, yeah, obviously, I see why people think that. Oh, I can go wrong and go wrong, but but I think
0: more the the concerns people have about COVID vaccines is how quickly it came out.
1: True, true. Because when it when it uh when people start first started getting COVID, they're like, oh, we're only going to get vaccines in like twenty twenty four, but then they started coming out really really quickly, yeah, which got caught a lot of people off guard.
0: So. Wait, so I'm, so you you'd get it?
1: I'd get it. I'd get. It. Yeah. Why? Um, I feel like because it's just gonna be like a everyone's gonna do it. Like I feel like there's gonna be like a movement. Like people are gonna just get it, get it, get it. So I'd get it as well. Okay. Can't be, can't be, can't be too safe. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know about it. But even though. I kind of get an insider into, into like what's going on, and even like this. this I just, we were speaking about this before. This stuff coming out, where like the people getting blood clots and stuff. Yeah. Some like a couple of people getting blood clots or something, and they're concerned about their life pretty much from a vaccine. Um. And that's not so much what, I don't think I'm going to die if I get it. That's why, that's not why I'm unsure about getting it. I'm just like, I just can't, I just can't trust the people. I just find it kind of hard to trust.
1: Yeah. I mean, like at school, you know, we get like vaccines like every year. Yeah. And people aren't like questioning those because they've been around for a while. Yeah. So obviously I think with the COVID vaccine as well, like once it's out there and like there's such a such a such a low low percentage of people get sick from it or maybe die from it then people start trusting it as well.
0: Yeah. And I I mean with with the people dying thing, uh, my my dad sent me this thing earlier today. So these are in these are this is by the BBC, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, BBC. Chance in a million of and it's just a list of stuff. Yeah. So, cuz my my sister got the vaccine
1: Oh, is and she good?
0: She got kind of sick. I'm not gonna lie; really? like she had she was pretty much in bed for two days. Um, Damn! But that's so not that's too different to any other day. She's mostly in bed. <laughs> I
1: mean, that probably that's probably influenced what you think of the vaccine. Then, yeah, definitely. yeah,
0: definitely. Because she she got a fever, and I think she um she felt like she was going to vomit quite a lot and stuff. Um, but yeah, so the the like serious serious harm due to COVID vaccine side effects. For people under for twenty five and under is eleven in a million people, and for fifty five year olds and over is four in a million. So that's a, I mean it's kind of and like dying in a, a road accident is thirty eight in a million, and dying with coronavirus is twenty three in a million. Yeah. So I, I mean I also have this. I, I, I'm pretty sure I still have. Wait, wait. See if I've still got it. I've got this <laughs> crazy study.
1: Just <laughs> 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 fifty pages of yeah. You yeah, just <laughs> pulled out a <laughs> big ass document.
0: Yeah, I didn't even print this off for for today. I've I've had this for months. Oh, this is just reading material. Yeah, this is just a
1: light read. Yeah. This is oh I gotta go to sleep. Let me just read my <laughs> fifty page double sided <laughs> booklet on COVID vaccines.
0: It's this study that was done in the UK of these people it was like it's like case studies, right? Of people who got this this is this is the thing that's kinda of freaking me out this is a th- this is like the reason why i would get i would get vaccinated because uh, there's this study it's called uh, it's it's open access as well the emerging spectrum of covid-19 neurology clinical radiological and laboratory findings and it's they do these case studies of all these people that got covid in the uk and heaps of them got like serious brain problems like really yeah no <laughs> Like they they have the fucking, they have the CT scans, but like, and you can see people getting hemorrhages. People, there was this lady who went insane. Pretty much, she she started hallucinating. She was seeing like chimpanzees flying around or like climbing around her her house and stuff <laughs> in her in her room, which is like pretty pretty absurd. And this was, that most of these like some of them obviously. How, yeah, here are the scans, and you can see it. Like, yeah, it's messed up. I don't know. To be honest, I don't know what a brain's supposed to look like normally. But hey, oh yeah, these ones have the arrows pointing at the. They can see these white spots where they they've got like blood clotting or something going on. Jeez. Yeah, and it like, like it doesn't look normal, right? Mm. Like you, you don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect to see. Some of these things in my brain, hopefully. All these white, these white lines and stuff.
1: I mean, like, because you've survived thus far without taking the COVID vaccine, right? And you could make an argument that COVID is in the latter stages of its time on Earth. Touch wood. Really?
0: No, I don't, I don't think it's going anywhere. Really? Yeah, I don't think it's going anywhere. For what reason? Has
1: flu gone anywhere? No. What
0: makes this different?
1: Damn. <laughs> well, obviously, <laughs> well, ca- cases are going down, and genu- generally, you know, cities and urban areas are getting more hygienic because everyone's scared now. I don't know. so the cases are going down.
0: I think that's also because people are not getting tested, and testing facilities are closing. Like I know in the Northern Beaches, they had one one testing facility in Manly, and it closed ages ago. And they're still finding like COVID samples in the in the sewers. But
1: unlike most of the borders open now.
0: I don't know. I don't think so. Not yet, but but that's probably gonna happen very soon. And there's a travel bubble. This is the thing I don't get, right? There's a travel bubble coming with New Zealand. Like mm. like imminent like that's already been established. I don't get why people are Having a massive craze about that. Like, oh my god, New Zealand port is opening, we can go to New Zealand. <laughs> why do you need to travel?
1: Why? I mean... Why... Like, why? I mean, everyone can pick reasons out why they want to travel. Yeah,
0: yeah, but like, why do you have to travel now? Why Why are you hunting for that gratification? And it makes me... It makes Well, at least... It's hard to not lead to the conclusion that they're just not happy with their real life.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's you're going on a tangent of why pe- no I think people are unhappy in their well, well,
0: well, life. Why why do you think why do you think people are seeking enjoyment in other countries? Not and I'm not when I'm <coughs> sorry, excuse me. And I'm saying other countries. I'm not talking like I went to we went to India and Vietnam a couple years ago, nice. and yeah, um, it it was pretty cool. Like mm. I've I never been to countries like that. And that was a different kind of holiday. As in what? As in, when when you think of vacation, you kind of think of sitting around a pool in like a resort. Yeah. Whereas this was more, and I was with my family, so it wasn't backpacking. It was, it was probably far from backpacking, but it wasn't sitting around a pool in a resort. It was like exploring slums, going... Seek holiday yeah well no it was it was pretty interesting all right like I whereas mean, new zealand yeah that that's the i feel yeah. like that's a typical vacation
1: yeah what, what you're saying is correct like some people most people aren't happy with their current state and they need that escape you know like away from their work away from like some of the things that where they live like they need to get away from that Maybe to a place like New Zealand, like Queenstown, maybe go skiing or see some sights of Climb Mountain. I don't know what people will be doing nowadays, but like, <laughs> Sitting yeah. Sitting
0: on their phone around the pool. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, they get back home like, damn, that went quick. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't go anywhere. <laughs>
1: That's true. I mean, some people don't like possess the drive to like see new places. They just want to get away from their current place, you know, like mm. they're willing to complain, but they're not willing to like do something to improve that state. I think that's something that he said that's gotten like, like that's produced like the coronavirus and it's like kind of advanced into modern societies. Yeah. Especially in Australia. Yeah. Which is, which I guess is
0: kind of the mission of Aegon a bit is to like.
1: Oh, he's tying (laughs) it in. (laughs) Here it is. I I was waiting for you to say (laughs) that. But
0: it just, it actually kind of made me think of that, which is just to help people design a lifestyle that's, that they're more happy with. Because I, I, I'm, I'm not going to name anyone, obviously, but I know <laughs> some people that went pretty much when, when travel was el- – not not in-state travel, right? So it wasn't lockdown anymore. Yeah. People just scurried away. I just know people scurried away to these pointless little retreats in, like, country towns. I'm not saying country towns are bad places. It's probably, probably a really nice community, but – for no purpose, like this is, they're, like they're staying at a motel. <laughs> I mean, Your home has to be pretty bad. If well, just you yeah, know, some, the environment. Some homes
1: are really bad, bro. No, no, bro.
0: but I don't mean like physically bad. I just mean the the, the state, the state, yeah, like yeah. the the feeling and stuff that you get get there.
1: Yeah, bro, like. Not everyone's going to have that lifestyle where, like, the whole family is, you know, in touch with each other. Everyone loves each other. Like, there's some families, you know, like, I know personally that, like, they don't click at all. And, you know, they want to separate. They want to, like, get away. And, like, when you walk to the house, you feel, like, the tension. And, like, no one really wants to talk to, like, their family, but they want to talk to you, you know? Yeah. So, like, that kind of feeling is, like, how they feel when, like, they go other places. Like, they want to see other places, but, like, not with their family. They just want to like get away. And yeah. That's like, yeah.
0: I think I think the problem with that as well is that that shit's not gonna fix itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True, right. Maybe like, they
1: don't want to fix it.
0: Well, maybe they don't. And actually they probably don't. They probably don't want to confront it, right? Yeah. But uh, I'm not saying it's easy.
1: And I'm here to tell you that the only way you can fix your <laughs> Families, your deteriorating family state is by buying Egon supplements. <laughs> it is not by buying.
0: <laughs> I, I don't think any Egon supplement is. I actually <laughs> L, make you L- healthy. L-theanine L- <laughs> L- L- by health wise. <laughs> yeah. Um, L-theanine is actually good for stress and anxiety if you're going through a stressful or anxious life. That's not even a joke. but oh. um, and it's a good price, thirty nine ninety five. I'm pretty sure on the Egon store. Check it out. Check it out. Egon supplements. Uh, what I think is that. You need to have that. If you, if that's... I think it's a lot of people as well. A lot of people just ignoring it. Just ignore their broken down family.
1: Yeah, they're ignoring, ignoring their problems.
0: Yeah. And it's partly because of their... I think it's partly... Be, sorry. What the hell? Oh. Kieran's phone just had an aneurysm. <laughs> Sterling Cable got single singlet. Well done. AgonSuppers.com <laughs> buy your, buy your just singlet. Just
1: like that. Buying in bulk.
0: Yeah. All the way in uh, Tasmania. Free shipping on that. Go check it out. We're going to have a single drop soon. Back to what we were talking to. Thanks for that little uh, interruption, Sterling. Kate. Yeah. So, I think they need to have that conversation because pe- people are just either ignoring it or they're just pretending they have a happy family.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a that's a big topic, like, whether to stay in your current family unhappy or to break up and possibly find your happiness alone.
0: I don't even think you have to break up. Mm. Well, that might I think that could be one of the things that happens.
1: Yeah. They think that's what's going to fix it. Yeah. Maybe for all separate we'll be happy, but then you'll figure out that you're just lonely.
0: Yeah. Um, I think the other thing is that you talk about it, you find out what everyone feels, and then you just compromise. Yeah, like you don't. You don't. I think the the happy family is a very dangerous expectation. I don't know. Go.
1: Yeah, I mean, and just another point on that: why families break up and stuff like that. I think this 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 notion of unconditional love, that kind of thing mm. from your parents, it only goes so far. Yeah, like yeah, your parents are gonna love you, whatever you do. But if you are just like a sack of potatoes. And you're not doing anything. Like...
0: And your parents keep loving you. Yeah, and
1: your parents keep loving you. Like, bro. Th-
0: that's the equivalent of them saying you can be whatever you want and you're just sitting on your couch.
1: Yeah. Much. Like, you still need to put effort in. Yeah. You still need to try and, like, become something. Like, that love is eventually going to turn into you're 31 and you're still living in our house. What the fuck? Yeah.
0: Know <laughs> <laughs> that, like... If- I guess I guess what you're trying to say in other words is don't don't capitalize on, yeah, on your parents' love. love yeah because that's dangerous that's not just dangerous for them that's very dangerous for you
1: use it as a resource to get where you want to go yeah yeah
0: because that's probably what they want Is yeah
1: that's exactly what they want yeah. they're gonna try and do like especially with like my parents like such good people like they want what's best for myself and my brother Mm -hmm. they're willing to do they're willing to bend over their arm and their leg and throw away their hands just to make sure like we're doing what we want to do and being successful yeah and i think that's the case with a lot of parents it's just like the children aren't allowing their parents to love them if you get what i'm saying like they're not allowing themselves to get to that stage where like oh, mum, can we go to this trial for, like, some some sport? I really think i just have a good shot at making it. Like, maybe that conversation never happens. Mm-hmm. And you never see where you could have gone there. Yeah. And then, like, in a couple of years, you're like, bro, I should have done that. Like, I would have been so good. But I never went for the trial. Yeah. Like, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> it reminds me of... uh, I don't know. It's kind of like risk-taking, right? Yeah. Like, like my my brother does quite a lot of investing. And... He's not he's not jacked up with money or anything. He's 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 pretty much he, he has to get no he has to get loans it's, off of me. Loans. <laughs> <laughs> that sheet on the fridge is a loan sheet, which is like the money I've lent him, and he has to pay me back.
1: It's a big sheet, right
0: there. Yeah, <laughs> long um, list. <laughs> but what what he said to me yesterday was because he found this he found this share or something, and he was talking to my dad, and he's like, "I'm thinking of putting a thousand dollars in," which is quite like for him. Well. For any most people that's quite a lot of it. That's just, like a pretty big bet. Yeah. Like you have to be pretty confident to be like, I'm happy to lose <laughs> yeah, that I'm is, happy that to lose that. that. Um and my dad's like, Oh yeah, because my dad's a pretty pretty intelligent on this stuff. And he's like, Well, are you happy to lose it? And he said, Well, what I think is um in the past, there are so many times when I haven't taken these investment risks and I could have like he, he could have made some serious money. Yeah. And he's like, "I just like you. Just have you have to take the risks. Yeah, high
1: risk, high reward. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, sometimes, <laughs>
1: most of the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess the thing is, the more risk you take, the more chance there is that you're going to get the return. Is that the case? But there's also, I guess it depends. Uh, well, you you have to be smart with it as well. It's not just flipping yeah. a coin. I think. Mm. Um, but I guess it's the same thing like with the the sport trial thing you said mm. if you don't take that opportunity
1: yeah obvi- yeah, for sure alright so I was uh I wanted to go and come on this show because I heard Eric talking so I was like alright if Eric can do it your, your <laughs> boy your boy's got a shot in so I wanted to talk about cricket
0: you want to talk about cricket
1: yeah Let's I, do it. I, I thought you were going to talk about cricket
0: I don't know the first thing about cricket I played cricket in year 7 oh I thought <laughs> this is actually kind of funny story alright this is good, because um, when I was in year seven, I kind of got I got humiliated, and it was good for me. So, I went to cricket, but never played it, and I was thinking, this is so easy. This <laughs> is just a stick and a ball, pretty much. <laughs> and so, but I didn't, I didn't want to be, like, too, too cocky or anything. So, oh, okay, so they man. said... People who want to go for the A's go here. B's here. C's here. D's here. And I was like, "You want A's?" No, I was like, "No, I'm not going A's. I'll go B's." Okay. So the way it worked was they have all the cricket It's like net one to seventeen or something. And so the B's started at like net five, and the A's were one to four. And we start, and I think I, I was started bowling, and I was just like. <laughs> I, I can't even describe how bad it was. Like Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I was doing like a run-up. And then I... St- before, at the end of the run-up, I would like stop. So I just lost all the momentum. And then I threw. <laughs> and then... So I think I did like two bowls. And then the, one of the coaches came up to me. and he's like, oh, yeah, just move down like two nets. Shh. So I was still in the B's net. Oh, okay. Get there. I don't know. Maybe like do a couple more. Oh, yeah, just move move down a couple more.
2: Oh, that's that's tough. Move
0: down some more. Go into, like, I don't know, net 11. Do, do a little bit of batting. Don't think I hit the ball once. Oh, yeah, keep going, keep going. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Keep going, keep going. Net 16. So, yeah, I think that that's one of the things that... uh, That was a risk I took. It was. And I got my ass handed to me, pretty much. And, but... I'm happy that that happened as well. But with that being said i know nothing about cricket
1: with cricket i've always thought that it's it's um 30% of cricket is your ability 70% is your mental state and how you're willing to approach the game and how you're going to play the game that's why you see these guys in like you know international set setting their technique is flawless, but then they'll come out and they'll score zero runs and you'll be like, oh, but I thought they were good. They are good. Their technique is good, but maybe their mind's not there at that moment. And that's why cricket's such a good game because you can tie that into life so easily. Like one day you take five wickets, score hundred. Next game you score zero and take zero wickets. Just like, just like in life, you know, you might have a good day. then you might have like a catastrophic day the next, the next day. It kind of shows like the unpredictability of life because if you get that good ball and you just get out, you're just sitting there like, there wasn't much I could have done with that. Yeah. And I think understanding that is such a big part of cricket. It's like, obviously, yeah, you could refine your techniques, so that's not going to happen. But there's always going to be that one ball where you just get out and you're like, bro, like, even if I had the second shot at that, I would like play the same shot. I still would have probably gotten out. That's why cricket is such a fascinating game. And it becomes like a way of life, basically. I know that's kind of cliche saying a sport's like a way of life, but it is in many respects.
0: What's this mental state you're.
1: The mental state for cricket, it's a very, very fine line between confidence and arrogance. And that's. And some people get Dangerous caught. Pair. Yeah, some people get caught in the murkiness. Of those two things, and it's very evident. You need to you need to understand your game and be confident in it to play well. Because if you're scared and you just go for a swing, and like you might be worried, maybe your hands are shaking yourself like that. You're gonna get out fairly quick. But if you know your technique and you're playing well, you're confident. You're thinking, "Oh yeah, today's the day. I'm gonna score hundred today. I'm gonna play exactly how I played. You're gonna do quite well. But then if you keep going well and you start thinking, "Oh, I'm the best." Like, no one can get me out. I'm too good. Your mental state's gone. You already, you already think that element of unpredictability in that ball that you get out to is not there. And by not having that, it's so dangerous. And I've fallen to it. And I know pretty much every cricketer I've played with has fallen to that. Which is... it's it, And you get, do yeah. you get humiliated. You get so humiliated. Yeah. Because cricket, especially when you're batting, when you're off, when you're, like, not on the field batting, you're, you're talking yourself up sometimes. You'd be like, oh, yeah, bro, I've been going so well. Like, I'm going to score, like, 100 a day. Like, no one no one here uh, can get me out. Like, and this has happened to me. Like, I'd, I'd be sitting in the set, sheds looking at the balls being like, these guys are so shit. What? Bro, these guys are so bad. How are you guys getting out? And you go out, you go out there, and the third ball, you get bowled. And you're like, what? Yeah. What's going on? You walk back and you feel so, so, so dumb. And you feel like you left your team down. And if you're playing at a high level, you feel like you let the school down. Yeah. Which I think
0: I think that applies not just for cricket, but for any sport, really. Oh, of course. I remember uh, a little rowing story. Oh. <laughs> when uh, I rode in years, like seven and eight, like the crossover during the summer. And I was in, we, we was in quads. And I was in the second quad, and we were trained with the first quad. And we did this. We just had. I just have a memory of this session that we did, and it was just like pieces on. So you, they would say, "All right, we're doing like a ten-minute piece," and it was on the water. And they would just see how far you can get. Mm. And we did multiple of these. We did like a ten-minute, five-minute. Then we did one where you had to like row sixty strokes all you can. And we were just crushing, the first. We were the seconds, right? And we were just, time after time, we being beating being beating being beating them. And after the session, the coach came up to us, and he's like, oh, what do you think? Because we were kind of thinking, oh, what the hell? Are we going to get swapped or something? <laughs> and we were like, ooh, I might get swapped. Uh, and we said, yeah, what's going on? And he said straight away, didn't mention ability. He said, the problem is, today they thought they were untouchable. Because they're the first, yeah. they're, the, they're the top, they're in front of everyone. Nothing's going to change. And of course, they were the better crew in the race, in the races. They always, they always went faster than us. But that's that's a problem with the once once you once you think you're untouchable, you have everything to lose. Yeah. So what's you because you said you've experienced this before? What's the mental? What does a mental state feel like? And that's a very hard. Like yeah, I'm asking, yeah. like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> like when you're playing well. Well, what what
0: is a mental? You describe the mental state when you're too arrogant. Yeah. What is it when you're confident?
1: Yeah. So when when you're confident, you you want to play the game. That's one. You definitely want to play the game. You want to be like, okay, I'm gonna gonna go out there and bat. And I think a big part of it is like the day before a game this is when I'm playing well, I'll think to myself, Lin-up, before i think tomorrow is my day, especially if we're playing on the wide oval. I'll be like, tomorrow is the day. The wide oval is my ground tomorrow. Okay, I'm going to play as well as I can possibly play and get our team over the line. Yeah. Yep. And when you're playing, what everything you do on the field, you're doing to get your team over the line. You're not, you're not doing it because like, oh, I'm just trying to show off now. You're being like, okay, if I do this, if I do such and such in these overs, we have a pretty good shot at winning. And that mental state feels like you're fighting for a good cause. Yeah. That's the best way I can describe it.
0: So when you're in that mental state and say you're, I don't know, you're batting or something, are you thinking of nothing else other than the game?
1: Well, that's that's, where, <laughs> that's funny because I can think of a fair few things in batting because one of my ways of dealing with the pressures of being in batting, I think of stuff that's not batting, right. just to take my mind off it. So <laughs> one of the things, uh, when I, I had a good game against Joey's when I was batting and I would be dealing in 10s. So I'd be like, okay, so I'll get to 10, then I'll take a break, then I'll get to 20 just going runs wise right yeah so in the middle like i'm thinking about songs that i like girls that i like <laughs> yeah you know? just just thinking about things to not like fully immerse myself because i feel like if i get so fully immersed in something i get nervous again yeah like oh no what if i just what if i mess up next ball what if i ne- mess up next ball so i have this like pre pre um ball routine where before every ball is balled I'm looking at the bowler and I'm thinking, play an on-drive, play an on-drive. What does that mean? Play an on, so an on-drive is just a shot in cricket. Some people say it's the hardest shot to play and I, I'd agree with that. It takes a lot of technique to play that shot very well and I don't even play that much but it just seems like when I'm thinking play an on-drive, my whole game clicks into shape.
0: What, sorry, uh, like I said, I know nothing about cricket and so some people who are listening might not know. What does an on-drive look like? Because I've watched some cricket before, so I might have seen it. Okay,
1: so an on-drive when you hit it right, it will go past the bowler. So it's, so it's straight. So it's like a straight, straightforward, pretty much, but a little bit to the right.
0: Is this thing where you like drop your knee?
1: Yeah, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, you <laughs> get you get your foot <laughs> to the ball, and you like like that
0: one. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's Top like hand. a like a block almost.
1: It's kind of like a block, extended right. block. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So when – because obviously cricket is like the kind of sport where you might be facing – you're facing a bowler for an undetermined amount of time. Like you could be – you might get out straight away or you could be on there for ages. Yeah. So how do you maintain that good mental state? Say like you're – because I know it could be challenging when say you're going really well. And you've been on there for a long time, and then your mind starts talking, like, oh, damn, we're doing really good. Yeah. And then you start creeping over until yeah.
1: like. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's where you got to keep reminding yourself that um, what I've been doing has worked. Yeah. Let's just keep doing that. Like, like, I'll go through periods when I'm batting where I'll just forget everything and I'll just start like playing random shots. And it's just like by chance that I don't get out. And then I, I click back and I'm thinking, what am I doing? Then I get back to my pre pre um, ball routine. Yeah, to get me back in that headspace.
0: Yeah, because uh, uh there's th- this isn't a promotion. <laughs> this is just <laughs> it's just a good good thing I've read. There's this book called Zen in the Art of Archery, and uh, it got recommended. And I don't I don't do any. I haven't like ever picked up a bow and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh I would like to.
1: I haven't either. Day.
0: Listening to like Ben Greenfield and Joe Rogan talking about how they've been <laughs> <laughs> hunting, um, but this this book talks about this guy who's I, I don't understand Zen, but there's a there's a link between Zen and certain tasks where the level of detail has to be meticulous. So another one is flower arranging, which is which it features in this book. But it's about this guy, and it's a true story. I think he's just like a normal business guy. And he decides to, to write this... It's kind of like a philosophical book about learning how to achieve perfection in archery. And it's very similar to the kind of state you're describing. I'm, I'm not saying you've d- achieved perfection in cricket. I don't know what perfection no in cricket is. There's um, no
1: such thing as perfection in cricket.
0: But that's the thing as well. In this book... Once he gets there and he gets there, he says there's no such thing as perfection in archery. Yeah. But that's because it's such a strange... it's it's only seventy pages long. But the just like you kinda get lost in these descriptions because I think it's so hard to describe. But the moment you get to perfection is when you're doing it and you're not doing it at the same time. And it just kind of happens.
1: Just happens naturally.
0: Yeah. And he it's all this stuff on like the whole the whole—I don't know how, what do you say—procedure of lifting up the bow, and this bow is hard to pull. Like the string is hard to pull. Like you, and he's—he's not, he's not some built guy. And when he first did it, he could barely pull this thing. And at the end, he's doing arrows, getting bullseyes all the time. And it's not like he's gone to the gym and gone jacked. Um, <laughs> even though he probably could have gone on the egg on protein and done that, but
1: probably should have. He—he he
0: just. Achieved this mental state where everything was based on breathing. The whole procedure of lifting up the bow, drawing it, and shooting it was based on breathing.
1: He found what worked for him. That's, yeah. that's what it is.
0: But Oh, no, but this was... A co- he was coached. Coached. By this so guy. It's technique. It's technique as well. But this um, th- there's this really interesting part where he, man- he manages to cheat in front of the coach. So instead of... The coach has told him, "You need to be patient. You need to do this breathing stuff, and it will work. Like I promise you, and it does end up working." But he gets sick of it, and so he goes on this he he goes on a holiday and something. Like that, but he's brought all this stuff to practice, and he finds this thing that he can do with his arm or his hands where he doesn't have to do it the the coach's way, and it works. And then so he get and, it, and it's working all the time, but it's uncomfortable and it's not part of the way he should have done it. So he gets back to his coach after the holiday and he does it in front of the coach and the coach is all confused and he says do it again and he does it again and the coach realizes what was happening and he doesn't talk to him. He just turns away and says I don't want to see you anymore. Wow. <laughs> and he ends up coming back and like apologizing. Oh okay. But
1: um, I guess he kind of feels like betrayed.
0: Yeah. I, well, <laughs> I guess this this coach has like lived for the mental state you're talking about, mm. but like the the ultimate version where you're doing the thing and you're not doing the thing at the same time, and this guy's just kind of shat on it. But I, I think <laughs> the,
1: I think the coach is just cut, <laughs> like when you went, I was in those those meme, memes where like oh here we go, and <laughs> memes where it's like um getting a, a, a haircut. From a barber Who isn't your usual barber Is worse than like Cheating on your girlfriend Or something like that
0: That's true Yeah <laughs> That's true It is true <laughs> I felt so bad When I saw barbers
1: <laughs> Yeah I mean <laughs> Really? Yeah I
0: was like Damn I don't know if I should do this But The The crossover moment Was when The girls was giving me a haircut And it just kind of hurt Like it wasn't it hurt my
1: heart, not my head. Hurt oh. my head,
0: like yes, it wasn't like a nice service. It was like I, I don't know. It, it was just like rubbing the razor really hard when he oh, was shaving yeah. my hair, and I was like, "Man, this isn't good."
1: Garen, you look like you're you're in need of a haircut, bro. I can't lie.
0: Yeah, I know. No, I prefer. I definitely prefer long hair.
1: Hmm, that's another that's another topic of discussion. What a long hair. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that style looks good in you. You got the um the Harry Styles look going for you right now.
0: I hope not. And the reason why I mildly appreciate Harry Styles is because he was in Dunkirk for about two seconds.
1: <laughs> good movie. <laughs> good, good good film. Good. <laughs> good watch.
0: I'm actually watching um Apocalypse Now at the moment. Have oh. you seen that?
1: I think I might have.
0: Like three hours long, is damn. It's I've seen it before. It's on the Vietnam War, based on *Heart of Darkness* by Joseph Conrad. I definitely
1: haven't seen. This okay,
0: uh, I would definitely recommend watching it because the first time, well, I w- there was this little period, this little like period of months where my my because my dad's super into like cinematogra- cinematography, um, where he took me to these like old style movies. One of them was. Lawrence and Arabia. Lawrence of Arabia. One of them was the old Blade Runner. And mm. one of them was Apocalypse Now. And they're all long. Yeah. Long those.
1: Movies. Yeah,
0: And at that stage, every minute in that movie, I was thinking, this is such a fucking waste of time. <laughs> uh, and in, so I think the first one was Blade Runner and I fell asleep. Like you fell asleep in Blade Runner? Yeah. I, 20 minutes in, I fell asleep. And then I opened my eyes and there were... I kind of like there. I opened my eyes because there was some. Oh, the other one was um, two thousand one Space Odyssey, which is another really long movie. Uh, I'm not saying Blade Runner is a bad movie. Like I've seen the new Blade Runner, it's amazing. But I just <laughs> crashed out in this movie. Fair. And then Lawrence of Arabia. It was so long. It had an intermission. Did it? Like, like
1: yeah. <laughs> How long? I. Well, that's the thing, man.
0: I mean, it's a long, long long movie. But, so I've seen Apocalypse Now. And I had these memories of it like, man, this is a long movie. I don't know if I'm going to like this. And I started watching it again. And it's crazy confronting. Like, insane. Lawrence of Arabia, three hours, 48 minutes.
1: Bro, that's nothing.
0: That is probably the longest movie of all time.
1: <laughs> Kieran, you need to watch these things. They're called Hindi movies, oh. Bollywood, Bollywood movies.
0: Have you ever watched a Bollywood movie?
1: I love them. Obviously, like there's like the new Hindi movies, like obviously the poorly made ones, which are like which have like seriously bad CGI, and like you've what's seen that, what's CGI? CGI, like w- when they use like special effects in movies. All oh, right, yeah, and. Like obviously, people have seen those videos, but they haven't seen like the old Hindi movies that are like so good, like Kuch Kuch Hota Hai, Kabhi Kushi Kabi Gum, and like those are serious, serious love romantic stories. I would recommend you watching them.
0: I've heard Slumdog Millionaire; that's the only
1: Bollywood movie of it. Very good movie as well. I mean, man, those those movies those movies are long, but I like watching
0: them. how. Surely they can't compete with Lawrence of Arabia.
1: Amen. <laughs> some people think that the dance scenes are like too long and they just don't really fit in the movie. I love them. I'm getting up out of my chair and I'm dan- I'm dancing with them. Like,
0: bro. I think some people uh I'm gonna use Pulp Fiction as the example. Have you seen I Pulp love Fiction? that yeah. movie. I
1: love Tarantino.
0: Yeah. Um I think some people with I'm I'm no cinematograp like I'm not some movie genius or whatever, but I think it's with literature as well. Because this pro this is probably I don't know if I really want to get into this conversation. i think I'm about to go down a rabbit hole. Get into but it. But I think this is maybe part of the reason why Fifty Shades of Great is like one of the most best selling books of all time. Because people just love Action, 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 And it's not, and it's not ambiguated in any, like, symbolism. It's a dumbed-down, dumbed-down version. It's or, a simplification yeah. of the dumbed-down version. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, and I'm not just, I'm not, I'm not saying all the people who like that stuff are dumb. But it's just easy. It's easy to follow. It's easy to understand. So, for yeah, example, like- in... I know, I'm just using Pulp Fiction. A few
1: examples of that one. Yeah, yeah, go ahead.
0: In Pulp Fiction, I'm just using this example because it's a very well-known film. The whole dance scene in that, I don't know how long, like... Yeah, it's <laughs> so well-filmed. Yeah. But some people will look at that and be like, next. Uh, and I, I, that's, that occurs in books as well. where, And I'm, I'm not immune to this as well, but where like symbolism is loaded and stuff. And people are just like next, next.
1: Yeah, it's an appreciation of the finer details. Yeah, that some people lack, and it comes with etiquette, and it comes with like I don't want to say how you're raised, but it's for how like you look at things. Yeah, like obviously, if you're looking at like if you're looking at like a boxing match, obviously the people wanted want to see like just massive hooks being thrown and the people getting dropped. Mm. But also, like if you look at a fight that goes the whole fifteen rounds. And it's, like, very turbulent turbulent battle between these two guys who are just trying to, like, destroy each other. Pretty much kill each other. Yeah, pretty much kill each other in the ring. And then after that, you know, they might even cry or, like, hug each other because, like, what they've just done is so cathartic and also so, like, inhuman in so many ways. And it's just the way, it like, moulds together. Mm. It's, like, it's amazing. And a lot of people understand that, and that's why it's good. But a, a lot of people be like, oh... Bro, I was expecting him to get knocked down in the second round. Yeah. He didn't get no one got knocked out. It's such a bad fight. It wasn't fight. even that much blood. Yeah, it's like, bro, no no knockdowns, nothing. I, think I hated it, that.
0: Yeah. I think it's just an appreciation of like with that scene, how much thought went into that and with that yeah. boxing round, how much skill went into that where like I I watched this jujitsu thing. <laughs> this jujitsu fight. Because I've I've been getting into like jujitsu a little bit.
1: Fair.
0: And just just to try something new. And my brother was watching it with me, and it was with one of the Gracies who were like the people who made jujitsu. Okay. And this is like a ten minute round or something. And they don't touch each other. Like they they barely they're on their feet the whole time. And the whole like the first thing you do in jujitsu is get someone on the ground. Mm. They barely touch each other. They might engage for like Ten seconds, and then they and then they broke apart. And my brother was watching. He's like, "Damn, this is so boring." <laughs> but like, I, I nearly watched the whole thing because I I was thinking, man. And that's on criticism. Of my brother as well. he's probably just has stuff to do. But I was thinking, man, <laughs> man, like the amount of skill where they they get to the point in the competition where they're both so skilled that they can't even touch each other. Yeah, like they, there is and. I guess the the thing that helps is in being involved in those things. So if you're part, if you do boxing, and you watch a boxing match, and they they barely touch each other, you know what's going on, and you know that they're yeah, like you can see the little moves. Sam in jujitsu, there's a lot of little feet moves going on in there <laughs> where they were just pretty much doing the opposite to each other just so they just yeah, so they couldn't touch each other. That's crazy. Yeah, so I think I think you're definitely right with like the. Appreciation of the finer details and so.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of Tarantino movies. I like that as well. Mm. Oh well, in some of them he gives you exactly what you want. You know, like yeah. in Django, in the I think it was in the final act like, where um, Jamie Fox pretty much just, like shoots everyone. Yeah, but it's like it works well in the movie. Mm. Like sometimes that, you need that. Yeah, sometimes that's gonna help you. Like if Django didn't have that. It's still one of the greatest movies of all time, mm. but just because it has that, it kind of like it kind of like improved itself. Yeah, such a good movie. You know, some you said that uh, *Pulp Fiction* is a well-known movie. I'm willing to bet serious money that not serious money. I'm talking about five bucks. <laughs> that, <laughs> that half 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 the cohort our cohort wouldn't know what *Pulp Fiction* is. Think about it. I guess
0: when I was saying well-known. I meant I'm not disagreeing in, with you I think that's right I Yeah, that's right
1: In the world yes but I like, think like what? people
0: The millennials <laughs> the, Gen Z I don't even Are we Gen Z? I
1: don't even know bro If I, we're
0: Gen Z Then Gen Z probably doesn't know it very well mm. I think it's a people People before Just earlier Yeah Before Before Action movies kind of capitalise everything
1: Yeah that's what you're saying, like, that appreciation of finer details is becoming more and more rare mm. among people our age, which mm. is quite sad. Yeah. Like, um, you're seeing, like, almost a loss of individuality within people, like, they're just sheep. Yeah. And I guess that happens with every generation. But seeing that from, like, a, uh, my perspective, and I'm sure from your perspective as well, it's like, kind of sad. Yeah. Because, like, you're thinking...
0: These people, yeah, it's not like this is a nice way to put it, mm. but sometimes you, you think like these people go nowhere.
2: Yeah,
1: they're pretty much working like they're just they're they're not like working towards something. When someone's not working towards something, it's very obvious. Like they seem lost, and that can happen to people. And it's so easy. Like you lose your drive, and what are you doing? You're not moving. You're lost.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely right. Like, I don't know. I his uh, there. There was this there's this podcast with Joe Rogan and Eric Weinstein. It's pretty recent. It's the most recent one mm. with them as of twelfth of April. And Eric Weinstein puts it in this very very good way. I'm pa- obviously I'm paraphrasing him uh, right now, but he says the one of the problems is that. There's a constant context switch between people's devices and the real world. Mm. Like, and I, That's I good. and yeah, and he said, my evolution, as in our evolution as humans, knows nothing about the screen, which is why it's so messed up. They and just I, know what's on the screen. Well, they, but they don't understand the device. Yeah. Like, think about when. When phones, when full screen—I'm not talking like Nokia, where yeah, you you're playing Snake or something. Where <laughs> uh, proper full screen phones with facial recognition—it doesn't have to be just full screen phones and big TVs and stuff—and yeah. really bright. Cut, your evolution knows nothing about that. Like, think about how long it made to make a nose for the human body, or like it, or like an ear, or like proper hands. Yeah. That was a long time. These dev- well devices in general. We're we're already cy- we're already cyborgs because these devices are extensions of us. Your photo your photo app and your in your iPhone or Android or whatever is a collection of memories which you don't have to store in your head. You can just scroll through them and like connect with them that way. So that's part of the problem that people get these massive context switch all the time. And I kind of feel I don't know if you feel this, but some, I definitely feel that. Yeah, sometimes when you get off your phone and I look up, I'm like, man, I, just ha- yeah. I have to like readjust quickly to the real yeah. world. Uh, And it doesn't feel nice. So then what happens is you're aware of like the stuff that happened when people raided the White House and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of, well, people, I'm not saying that this is, I'm not blaming this all on video games, but (laughs) people become more tuned to like the video game world or the, the 100%. device context where you have a second chance. Mm. So these I this is the this is the kind of reference I made. Do you know the game Borderlands? Yes. Yeah. When I saw the White House thing, I was like, man, that looks something straight out of Borderlands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And people like this is still what Eric Weinstein was saying. People think they have a second chance. Yeah. Until you get the gunpoint in your face.
1: Yeah, that's, that's true. Like that for me, it comes down to something like I'm not, I'm not puffing up my religion, mm. but being a Buddhist, um, one of the main precepts in that is everything must be done in moderation.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, is that, is that the main idea? It's, of it's,
1: it's not the main, it's one of the main things. Like everything must be done in moderation. Like you're not going to, like you don't, you can, yes, you can, Drink a little bit of alcohol. But don't don't just continuously drink over and over again to the point where you've lost your, who you are. Yes, you you can play video games and appreciate what they are and what they represent, which is not the real world. It's a fantasy. Mm-hmm. Especially with games like Call of Duty and stuff like that. And yeah, start games like Call of Duty that in, in involve violence. It's an understanding that that isn't real life. Some people are like, Oh, if I can, if I can shoot this guy in this game, I can shoot this guy in real life. Easy, like this. is not hard, and it's that, it's that split second where that person comes to that realization, where you get school shootings and stuff like that, because they believe that, you know, this is just what happens. Mm. Like in the army, people just squads just going around just offing everyone, mm. but it's not like you must do things like not you must do things but you should try and do things in moderation so you have a, an understanding on everything that's around you and you're not too fixated on one thing you know
0: yeah what's the i don't know anything about buddhism what is the if it, and I'm happy not to talk about this if it gets too personal <laughs> because I know some people like I know some people are very I don't know prefer not to talk about their religion and stuff that's fine bro uh what is like the main idea of Buddhism? Or is there no one?
1: Jeez, I, you know, you need to get my mum on here <laughs> to talk about Buddhism because she'll she'll give you a good rap. I don't think I'm the best one to talk about it, but yeah, I, I, I don't even know. Like, I'm a Buddhist, yes, but am I as devoted as my mother? No. But do I still have 100% faith in the gods that are out there? Yes. Like, I believe that they're like, higher beings that protect my family from mm-hmm. stuff like that. And other people say like, oh, that's rubbish. That's bullshit. What are you talking about? I'll, I'll say that like, okay. And I'll keep them going. I'm not going to be like, no, my religion is true. Everything I say is correct. No, but it's just what I believe in. Mm. So the point I was going to make, so every couple of weeks, my parents, especially in the holidays, will go to the temple and worship. And when I'm there, I'm, I'm, I say all the prayers and stuff like that. But one of the things I'm working on is like, Finding inner peace mm. And when I say inner peace I keep thinking about like Kung Fu Panda Like in Kung Fu Panda 2 Where he was like he's like, Inner peace Inner peace uh, That's what I'm thinking about Like Shifu under the tree Trying to find inner peace With the water droplet That's what I'm trying to find Because If you find inner peace If you find peace with yourself Who you are It becomes very easy Not easy to live your life But your life becomes all like your problems in life, you deal with them better. Mm-hmm. Like if you have inner peace, like I know I can do this. I don't know if I can do this better, better so I need to work on this. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't have inner peace, you might be thinking, I know how to do everything. This yeah, I got a pretty good understanding. Get to the test. Bro, you <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> so that's what, that's what I'm trying to work on, especially with yeah. Buddhism. And I that can go with like, Pretty much any religion, I'm pretty sure. So finding inner peace,
0: yeah, is Buddhism not that kind of religion where there's kind of a criteria for you? You're either in it or you can't be part. You can't like dip your toes in it. Is it more?
1: It's definitely a way of life. If if you yeah. want to live by it, it's definitely definitely a way of life. And yeah, like Buddhism is it's a religion like all of them else all the other ones, like when you're a Buddhist, you understand that, you know, you're never going to be that. If you ever, you're never going to see a Buddhist who says something like, only Buddhism is real. Yeah. Only the religion of Buddhism is real. All the other ones are fake. You'll never find anyone like that. Why? Because if you're truly a Buddhist, you understand that people's beliefs are coming from long times of history that I don't know about. And other people don't know about, it, but they do. So if they have a deity or someone that they believe in, by all means, you need to respect that. Like if you work walk into a church or like a, a mosque, uh, if I do, I'm like pay very. Res- I'm very respectful because there are millions of people that are saying yes, this this is a real thing. So I, you know, I got to respect this mm-hmm. because if I'm disrespecting another religion, like. Who am, who am I to do that Yeah You know Like you have to You have to respect Other people's beliefs
0: <laughs> Damn 59 minutes Taking over Eric Lee <laughs> Eric's
1: Eric uh, Eric's was Eric's was good Because it was just about Pre-workout the whole time was Yeah but this Yeah
0: Well not Well not uh, We kind of go into Other stuff as well Yeah
1: Oh yeah, I listened to like the first half. Yeah, and I, I got a good understand what Eric was saying, and then uh, I I went downstairs to my brother's pre workout stores, <laughs> and then I, I was like, oh, "Bro, this is bad." Yeah, because um, do you know Faction Labs?
0: No, it's what is it like a pre workout
1: Yeah, and their their um their <laughs> like brand of um pre workout is called Disorder. <laughs> It's it's what? called it's called disorder. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Like it's supposed to make you work out. Like you have a disorder or something. And I was looking at that. I was laughing my ass off. What
0: I mean, is it? Is it spelled like disorder? It's not. Mm. It's not like it's spelled
1: so- disorder. And there's like a picture of a skull on it. And then like and the the, the <laughs> flavor is like Russian red or some um something like that. And then and then I was like to my brother, I was like, bro, do you drink this? And he was like, he's like. Yeah. I was like, do you drink caffeine as well? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, do you have like no motivation at all to get in the gym? He's yeah. so like, no, but it helps me lift heavier weights, which is what yeah. Eric, which is what Eric said.
0: Exactly. Actually, after the after I spoke with Eric, and I wish we we spoke about this. He was talking about li- like maxing your lifts. Yeah. And like I, oh, this is something I never do because I, I I'm not I'm not a weightlifter as yeah. as you can see. Yes, yes. he is. <laughs> He said when he did like a maxing out on his deadlift, mm. his nails went into his hand. Because that's how hard you have to squeeze. Mm. And then he pulled it out, and the nail like slowly moved back into place. And there was just like a hole where he'd ripped his skin,
1: which is brutal, right? That's, but, um, that's dedication from Eric yeah, right there. That's
0: dedication. But if pre workout makes you stronger or. Mm. Quotes stronger, yeah. Then, it did. De- well, first of all, it it definitely comes at a cost because first of all, just w- listen to Eric's podcast. Like you only have to listen the first twenty minutes. That right? was scary. That was yeah. That was some yeah. scary shit. Eric's sixteen,
1: mm. is he?
0: Yeah, he's underage.
1: Oh yeah, he's underage. Yeah. I thought he was fifty. Yeah, okay, yeah,
0: yeah. He oh, he recently turned sixteen, and he's d- already had.
1: Yeah, do you think it's an age thing?
0: But yeah, I, well, I don't think it's an age thing. Yeah. I think he's just...
1: It's just his body mechanics just don't don't allow like that. Maybe and he was, was
0: taking a lot. He's doing it six days a week. Oh, yeah.
1: he Yeah. Oh, one of his points, you were like, um, so are you taking like the normal amount? He's like, no, no, no. I'm taking like a yeah. lot. <laughs> I was like... Is that for
0: sort of When he's feces, so like when he... C- Confesses something, he just says it normally. He's like, "No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. no I, mean, I, I didn't read the label. <laughs> yeah, I, I was taking
1: like four scoops, where I can't lie. What
0: was it like? Two hundred and seventy milligrams of kev- or like hundred? It was something ridiculous.
1: Yeah, you can get seriously bad ones.
0: Yeah, but if you're interested in that podcast episode three, Eric Lee. only need to listen to the first twenty minutes, and you will probably change
1: your mind about pre-workout. Yeah, yeah. You probably never take pre-workout,
0: but uh, we said this at the end. Like, I hope you've changed people's mind he said, No, I doubt it. I doubt it. Like a lot of people.
1: Yeah, because everyone, people will be like, people will know people who take pre workout and they'll, they'll be fine. Yeah. So they'll be like, Oh, Eric's just an anomaly. Yeah. Which he probably is. Yeah.
0: But, but I, I also think that all those people were not getting heart tests. Like
1: that. <laughs>
0: and like he said, when he first getting was getting palpitations, he was like, Oh, this is normal.
1: A lot of people were probably thinking that. Yeah. I'm just getting chest pains because I'm just doing bench too hard. Yeah, I'm benching. T- yeah, I'm, I'm benching th- too much, and that's <laughs> benching sixty.
0: <laughs> that's something. Uh, that's that's a thing with with younger people that I say kind of needs to stop, but it's not like you need to stop doing this. I think it's more like they need to be educated in it.
1: Oh, yeah, of course,
0: because there's this great book where a lot of a lot of Aegon research comes from called Beyond Training by Ben Greenfield. Buy it, <laughs> but I, I this isn't in promotion, but I would buy it. Uh, and he talks about how he used to be he used to be a bodybuilder, and now he's like he's a longevity freak, like biohacker. He's got he's got a biological age of twenty, and uh, he's like thirty something, which is pretty crazy
1: okay i thought you're gonna be like here's a biological age of 20 and he's like 85
0: (laughs) (laughs) well he probably will he's probably not budging uh and he said when he was a bodybuilder like when he when he went to the gym and he was eating this like crappy food all the time he like get bad and you look at him now and he just looks like a looks well preserved (laughs) like it's probably the only way to put like he hasn't aged at all and he just speaks he's so articulate never stammers or anything. He knows so much. But he said when he went to the gym and stuff, he got all the... And it was Ian bad who got, like, he had terrible skin, stomach pains all the time, Had always, like, by 10 a.m., felt like he needed to have a nap, always felt like he needed to sleep, uh, had no energy, no drive, uh, was sleeping terribly, and had an inconsistent sleep cycle. And he thought to himself, this is just normal, this is just growing up. Which uh, is what yeah, a lot of people think.
1: I've act, have you ever had that problem? I've never had that problem with like, I can't sleep. I have that all the time. Really? Yeah. What's that like? <laughs> Terrible. So you're just sitting in bed and you're trying to sleep and you're just like.
0: Well, it's a, you're sitting in bed and it's a in between, oh, should I try and go to sleep? Like I've been trying to go to sleep for the last 15
1: minutes or should you get up? Hmm, what's my technique because I I, I I hit the deck hard like <laughs> I, I come upstairs and um, I usually figure it's crash out. Down. no I usually figure out what I'm going to do the next day right and then I might look at like my phone for like <laughs> 10 minutes you need that Aegon Blue light blocking oh. glasses no I put my phone on night shift not good enough
0: get but me those glasses <laughs> like There's nah. a, there is a good thing Cool. Because I well yeah, if he if it's easy for you, that's great.
1: Yeah, I I hit the bed and um I I sleep oh, that's what I do. I sleep in extremely cold.
0: That's really good. Yeah. Your brain
1: has to drop like two
0: degrees Fahrenheit before you actually sleep.
1: Yep. I, I, I have two fans on. Yeah. And sometimes my dad puts the air conditioner on, but it's it's cold enough now that yeah. we don't have to put that on. So I see it's like two fans, uh just shorts and like Very cold, but Mm. that's how I like it. Yeah, and I sleep well.
0: What? Well, that that definitely would contribute to being able to sleep. Yeah. For the people who can't, who don't just hit the deck, because it's awesome that you're able to do that, but like a lot of people can't. Suck it. (laughs) There are here are just some methods, and a lot of this from is from Matthew Walker, who's like a Good friend Sleep of mine. I wish he was a good friend of mine. I <laughs> wish he was on this podcast. One day, Matthew, we're getting you on. Uh, couple good things. One, cold room like you have.
2: Mm.
0: Brain has to drop two degrees Fahrenheit. It's always either sleeping cold. Two, having a hot bath or a, or a cold bath. Either bath, whether really hot or really cold, is good because you have the change in body temperature. The cold one gets your brain ready for dropping two degrees Fahrenheit. The hot one. Once you get out, you have the temperature change because you're getting out into a colder environment. Mm. And you know when you have a fan on, and you're wet, you get like when there's water on your skin, it's always colder. Is it always cooler with like the wind blowing on, um, wet skin? Yeah. And next thing is taking tryptophan, which what? is tryptophan, which is the precursor to serotonin. Oh, okay. And you can get this. Uh, there's a. I can't even pronounce it. It's a, it's called Slumber Ease, which I, I have to take this stuff every night. If I don't take this, i do full fall sleep.
1: Jeez, really?
0: Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't knock you out, but it helps you go to sleep. And... <laughs>
1: You're taking sleeping
0: pills? <laughs> yeah. Well, anyone who's taking sleeping pills should definitely do all these things. And the last one is... Oh, well, in addition to the sleeping cold in a cold environment thing, I, I don't do this because I, I... I think it's kind of weird, but... <laughs> Sleeping with socks and gloves because it draws. Please,
1: <laughs> please hit me up if you are <laughs> sleeping with socks and gloves. <laughs>
0: I know it's it's kind of I damn. I I, I I just feel like if I get into bed with socks and gloves, I am just gonna be thinking why am I wearing gloves right now. But what it does is it draws heat away from your core, the core of your body, towards like the less important. So, positive. could
1: you could you say that? Could you summarize saying that? Falling asleep quicker depends on your temperature, your body temperature. And the colder it is, and the better.
0: Not necessarily. If you're in a freezing place. Oh, yeah.
1: It, within reason. Yeah. that Within reason.
0: The tryptophan is definitely important. Yeah. And then stimulation.
1: Yeah, but obviously, like, who's who's going to be like, oh, I'm going to hit the bed? Bro, i got to have my bath first, bro. Damn. Who's going to have a bath before they sleep?
0: My brother does that almost every night. Really? Yeah. So doesn't have to be bath. Cold shower. Cold shower. Damn. Very good.
1: Oh, I don't like um my mother has always said that sleeping when your hair is wet is very bad. Really? I, I don't know why. Explain. I I don't know bro, sometimes <laughs> when you have ethnic parents and they have these weird like sayings like don't um don't drag your feet across the ground, it brings bad luck or like don't touch this certain tree, otherwise you won't have money when you grow up. You just Wait, listen. Is that is that one? Yeah, that's that's one. Which tree is it? We we have a at our old house. We don't have it now, but at, at our old place, we had this two trees. Um, that my dad were protected by our gods. One of them represented Lord Shiva, and the other one was Lord Saraswati. I think. Please, gods out there, don't don't be mad if I got that wrong <laughs> just then. And then, so he would say um like never spit near this tree because that's right. bad luck right. or never like openly like break this tree so I, I always respected that and also like he says don't bring bad uh, don't drag your feet across the ground stuff like that it's just stuff that you know gets passed down generation yeah. after generation that one day i'll pass on to my kids if i have kids yeah like you know and so back to my mom so she would be like um don't sleep when your hair is wet. And, um, but
0: is that a scientific thing or is that one of the things?
1: Could be both. Right. But let's think about it scientifically. If you're sleeping when your hair is wet.
0: I feel like you're going, If you have aircon on, mm. the wind blowing across your wet hair yeah, will make your head colder.
1: Yeah, it's, your, your head temp would be down... What else? Uh... Yeah, that'll be the main thing. Yeah, so obviously, obviously, dry hair people before you go to sleep, make sure your hair's dry. dry. No, that's good. Yeah,
0: you want you want a cold head.
1: It what? Yeah, you want your hair to be wet when you sleep.
0: I bought I don't know. That's not that's not one of the techniques I'm promoting, but.
1: Oh uh, yeah. So okay. So let's just say. T- let's just say hypothetically. Yeah. One of the ways is w- making your hair wet.
0: Yeah, you get a cold head if your aircon's on.
1: Yeah, but. Is that pushing the boundary of too cold, though? I
0: don't know. I'm, I'll try it tonight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. am
1: going to put, like, a, a plastic bag on my <laughs> my pillow so I don't ruin it.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. That's That's, I don't know. The main ones were temperature, tryptophan, stimulation. Stimulation being your screen, pretty much. Well, it's been great having you on.
1: It has been a pleasure I and think an it's honor.
0: the longest longest podcast ever. You obviously had a lot to say.
1: It felt like this and yeah. we had a bit of a chat before this as well. Yeah. Yeah. A <laughs> no, very long no, chat. Very which no. will keep confidential. For yeah, that was, okay. the safety of <laughs> the safety of many people.
0: <laughs> many people. Which we won't name.
1: Which we cannot name.
0: Yeah. Uh thank you. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you so much. Always welcome. We should do a little a little collab. One with Eric Lee one
1: time. I think we have to do that. Yeah. All right. Agree. And we can try all the flavors of pre-workout.
0: <laughs> Sharon.
1: Kieran. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Damn. Good conversation. Knew you were going to enjoy it. Make sure you remember what I said at the start of the podcast. Go and check out these toe separators. There's no reason not to get them. Seriously. They're so affordable and they're so effective that there is literally no reason not to get them to fix your feet and to counter the negative impacts that shoes have on your feet. See you next time.